0: All right, folks. Welcome to episode twelve of the Golden Eagle Pride Pod. As always, I'm your host, Sam Pinton, here with my co-host, Drew White. Uh, look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know we keep saying we're gonna stop missing weeks, but we've missed a couple weeks. Uh, some things came up, uh, whatever. So we're back. Um, hopefully, this will be the end of missing weeks. But you know, real life stuff gets in the way. So, but that said, we have plenty to talk about. So that's great. Uh, Drew, how's it going?
1: What's up, Zane? I'm doing great, man. Uh, really, really happy to be back and and looking forward to talking a little Southern Miss football.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's no reason not to get right into it. So since our last episode, there's been three games, uh, uh, two and one in those games for USM. So we'll kind of go over all three, um, then get into... Uh, the game against UTSA next weekend, and then get into some picks. Uh, I will forewarn everyone listening, I am watching the Red Sox uh, Division Series Game 1. It is not going well. Uh, Back-to-back-to-back solo home runs is not great. It's not great. There's no way to spend on that. But I'm just letting you know, if there is an outburst, if there is anything like that, that's what's going on. You got the
1: bleep machine ready?
0: Um, yeah, I, I'm going to need it. The, man, I mean, <laughs> it's always tough to see your uh, Cy Young candidate pitcher go uh, three three solo home runs in a row. That's it's not great. That hurts. I mean, it's that just, hurts. There's, there's no way to, other way to put it. That's, that's just not good. Uh, so we'll start then with Troy, uh, the, the first loss of the season for USM. Uh, kind of one of those games. I mean, some people weren't stunned. I was moderately stunned. Moderately. Uh, I'm not an excuse guy. I'm not. You know, I don't make excuses. I blew my toe open. Uh, Stayed at practice. Didn't make excuses. Um, That said, I truly believe that if it weren't for the weather, USM wins that game. In my opinion. I say that because of, and this is credit to Troy here. Don't get me wrong. But they absolutely took advantage of turnovers. Um, one of which, the, the the fumbled punt, was absolutely caused by the weather. And I'm not convinced that a couple of the others may have also been caused by the weather. And uh, the offense was just really, really out of sync. And it was raining really, really hard. And it's tough to sort of not see a correlation there. That said, a lot yeah. of credit to Troy. Um, their running back, whose name is, uh, you know, leaving me, was a monster. Um Really good good game for the fat community, the fat guys out there. He's a big boy. Um was getting after it. Uh Chun, that's his name. is it Chun? Jordan Chun?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's a good name. What was it? He has a yeah. good nickname too, and I now I can't remember it. What's his nickname? Oh, shit. I can't okay. Don't know. So he had a great game. So hats off to Troy. I'm not trying to take away from them by any stretch. Um but that's just, I mean, if you ask for my honest opinion of the game, that's it. What would you think?
1: Yeah, it, it, for Southern Miss, from the Southern Miss point of view, um, it just seemed like there's a lack of energy right from the get-go. Something felt not right. I don't know. You know, you'd mention the weather. Um, whatever it was, you just kind of had a bad feeling coming into the game. Right. And then... They, you're right, they were out of sync completely offensively and never really were able to, to get things going. Now, if you're Troy, you'd say, well, it's it's our front seven, and, and they were really good, and you do have to give them credit. The, Troy has picked up a lot of JUCO transfers. They had a pair of senior linebackers that were really, really good. And to their credit, I mean, they played – Clemson, the closest game that Clemson's played this year, and gave them a huge scare. And we see Clemson's undefeated. That wasn't a fluke. Troy's legit team, so you do have to give them credit. And some might say that that this will be the second best, if not even the best team that Southern Miss plays this year. Um, that's you know very debatable with LSU coming up, but they're they're they are a legit team, so you know they would say they took Southern Miss out of their offense but for Southern Miss um you know you you, you just got to give credit to the defense who stayed on the field a long time and continued to to hang in there and keep it close but the turnovers have have really plagued the Eagles and and have really kept them from you know being what we had hoped that they would offensively
0: no doubt about it and you know at the end of the day they they were right there on the 9 yard line with a with a play to win the game i mean uh there was also some really really bad officiating in that game for both sides not you know that game was really really poorly officiated um but yeah i mean it's one of those games you know if you if you end up having a a 10 and 2 year you know that sort of thing you'll definitely there's no doubt you'll look back on that game as a fan and think man that that sucks you know
1: what is yeah yeah i mean yep. it
0: is what it is uh you, you can't dwell on that and look at it that way right now uh, at the end of the day you're still four and one that's still a very good record uh you're still already two and zero in conference so you know it's 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 just one of those things uh but then the next weekend uh the eagles went out to utep and uh really really put it on them uh 34 to 7 they're in that game never really was in doubt um you know, they were just a better team. And for the most part, I think that's what you're going to see a lot of this year. Uh, you know, just – they were just better. And they the, the offense clicked pretty well in that game. Uh, the defense showed up big time. I mean, they have a legit running back on that team. Um, you know, a, a leading, you know, top tops in the nation type of running back. Not necessarily leading, yeah. but, you know, up there. Um, And so that, you know, hey – I thought that was a good game on both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, the Southern Miss defense really shut down Aaron Jones, and and now UTEP's uh, passing offense was left a lot to be desired. But Southern Miss, after I believe they UTEP scored early on a really long run from Jones, but from that point on, it, you know they they put the lock down, and um, it was some. Some flashbacks to some uh, some of the nasty bunch defense defenses and how Southern miss used to win games with um, just stifling defense and then making enough plays on offense. So fortunately the the offense got going Ito, another great game and Nick Mullins um, you know did it did what he had to do to, to get the win. so it, it wasn't a pretty win. But it was a, a very efficient win for for Southern miss, and you know when you can go in conference, get a thirty four to seven win and and see the defense completely dominate, and still know that offensively you still really haven't played well or up to your capability right that, you know, that leaves you with a good feeling
0: right yeah i mean it, it just goes to show that you know like you said, you can win games more than one way and you know, yeah, is that kind of looking at the glass half full? Sure. But, I mean, that that's, to me, down the road is a good thing, you know, to say, hey, you know, this defense, you know, maybe gave up a good many points to Kentucky, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but gave up some points to Rice and Troy. But at the end of the day, they showed that they are capable of going out there and dominating. And then, like you said, sure, UTEP, you know, doesn't have the greatest passing offense in the world. But, I mean, their, their running back is the fourth – leading rusher in the nation. And like you said, besides that right. one big touchdown run, I mean, they they fared pretty well against him. So, um. And what
1: I love, Zane, as well is, I mean, this defensive line is seriously undersized. They faced a huge um, offensive line in Kentucky and another one in Troy. And then UTEP has had another big offensive line that they love to play smash-mouth football. I don't know how these guys are doing it. But Dylan Bradley has been an absolute monster, and, and the guy just continues to get it done. And, and his motor, his um, quickness and strength, and he just is unrelenting. I mean, he, the guy is as good in the fourth quarter as he is in, in the first, if not better. And, and so he's he's been an absolute dominant force, should be in strong consideration for defensive player of the year in conference.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I You know, and, and this is totally off topic, and we don't have to actually talk about it, but I, this could be a pretty—I was talking with uh our boy Munsley about this the other day, but this could be a pretty good year for the Golden Eagles in the NFL draft. I don't know if you've put oh, in all yeah. that. Oh, know, yeah. I know it's a long way away, but uh, th- this could be a good year for them in that department uh, with Dylan Bradley, Cameron Tom— and don't want to ruffle too many feathers, but there is a running back who's top ten in the nation. Maybe only a junior, but you got to start thinking about yeah. that as a possibility.
1: I'm, yeah. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> it's it's a strong possibility. And I mean, at that you're position,
0: right. you know, that that's a position Which, where a lot of people got to come out early to not have too much weight yeah. on the tires or however you want to put it. So, but that's way in the in the future. Uh, so we won't go too deep into that. Right. Uh, so moving on a little, uh, one more game to talk about that you know, in the past was, was the uh, game last weekend against Rice. Uh, Golden Eagles came away with a win in that one, forty-four to twenty-eight. And uh, we were kind of discussing before we started recording that how kind of strange this game was. It was very weird because <laughs> um, you know they didn't end up crushing Rice. Uh, the, the halftime score was was it thirteen to seven. I think yeah. Um, yeah. the defense and, and Coach Hop said this after the game, um, the defense dominated the first half, the offense dominated the second half. It, it was a very yeah. weird like dynamic because the offense looked really bad to start and then ended up setting records by the end of the game. Huh. And then the defense had this really weird, you know, for, for stretches, just rice was doing whatever they wanted. They ended up with 28 points, but at the same time, the end of the game with like four or five sacks and like double digit tackles for loss. It was a very very weird game. Um, but Alan yeah, Zay a think
1: that they could have put up more numbers. Right, oh yeah, and, no, no and, doubt and about it. it. I mean that's just
0: and yeah. uh, Allen's a staggers. Uh, I call him daggers. Uh, he uh, was a uh, monster. I like it. I mean my goodness. And really he and he he spoke on it after the game. You know there was a reporter. Trying to kind of ask him, you know, was it a route you ran? Was it, were you the hot, were you the first read on the play? Things like that. And he just, his response was just like, no, I just ran. Like, I just ran. <laughs> and that's really exactly how it looked. If you, from the top, you know, he just, he just ran past everybody. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. I, I, you know, not to toot my horn, but I said that during spring, you know, spring uh, practice and in fall camp, there would be times where like, he he would just just run away from the entire defense and just score touchdowns, and he did it three times against Rice. It's like they just didn't see him. Like he, I don't know if he became a ghost momentarily. That's possible. You know, I am into the paranormal. I have accused <laughs> Coach Hopson of being a vampire. I may have to start looking into the possibility of, uh, my boy Daggers being a ghost, but. <laughs> He just ran away. Just I bet know.
1: Rice, the, the defensive backs of Rice would, I think they could would jump into that conversation with you.
0: No doubt, about, I, I would think they would agree. He is a ghost, and he disappeared momentarily and came back, and that's why they got smoked. I mean, that, that's a good yeah. excuse. Um, but what he had, what not a seventy something yarder, a ninety three yarder, uh, an eighty something yarder. I mean, it was just crazy. It was banana, yeah, three man.
1: plays over seventy yards.
0: And almost
1: 300 yards of of uh, receiving yards on the – I mean, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nicky Guns, just, what, 592 yards for him? Easily could have had 600 if he wanted to. And that's sure. – that's, you know what? That's something we need to discuss right now, Drew, because it, it's something that came up on our boards um, that I think is an interesting conversation that really doesn't have a wrong answer. What do you – how do you feel about, like – and I don't know how much coaches keep up with stats during games and things like that, would you have been, like, mad if they would have thrown the ball one more time to get him over 600 yards?
1: Ooh. If I were the Rice coach?
0: No, no, as a fan. Okay. You know, there's people who say it's classless, that say it's whatever. How do you feel about that? Be honest, because you you, you probably already know what I'm going to say. We can disagree. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think there are very (coughs) few times you have an opportunity to go over 600 yards and you know what get Southern Miss more in the in the news in the record books I say go for it um, if, if they can't stop you and you've shown that you're not trying to run it up I think you're fair game to go for it
0: I agree it'll make
1: I, people unhappy but I, that's okay um,
0: I wholeheartedly agree I and I even would go as hard as say I have zero problem with running up scores I, I really don't I if I were a head football coach, which I'm not, not even close. I would score relentlessly if I could. I would I, I would take you know I'm not one of these like don't take out the starters. I would absolutely do that. Don't get me wrong, but I would score nonstop. I would throw the ball with 30 seconds left. I like I just believe like if Rice can't stop you, that's their problem. Right. They didn't, they didn't do a good enough job of preparation. Kill everyone, destroy them, no mercy, sweep the leg,
1: you <laughs> oh, know, just take oh. them out.
0: I, I, that's how I've always felt, and, and I just, I don't know, if 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 I got word that my quarterback was a, and I'm not criticizing, this is not a criticism, this is just an opinion, I'm not criticizing Hobson for sort of being the way he it is, it's, it's, again, there's no wrong answer here, you know, I, right. I don't think it's wrong to say it's a, a good idea to do what Coach Hobson did, it's just, again, if I was a coach, this is what I would do. I would have absolutely thrown for more yards. If I hear right. he's 592 yards away, We're I mean, he's it. Five, he's eight yards away from 600. We're getting it. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I mean, I, and I feel like that's kind of a thing. You know, I've come to discover that people tend to have, be in one of two camps as far as sports, the way they feel it about is. things go. You know, you either like, the humble athlete or the cocky athlete. And if you like the cocky athlete, you're probably going to be fine with running out the score. Whereas you like the more humble athlete, you're probably going to be the type of person. No, will just kneel it out or you know, run the ball. Don't don't, you know what I mean? Like there, there's always, yeah. there's kind of two schools yeah. of thought. Um, and like I said, neither, neither school of thought is wrong. That's uh, just how I am. I would love to win a game 100 to zero. I really would. <laughs> I would love it. I would, Take joy. I think
1: it's fair game if it's a conference game against a team that's on your level. Right. Now, if it's somebody like a Savannah State that really can't help themselves, right. Like there, there's just nothing they can do.
0: I can agree with that. Or,
1: you know, um, I I think, you know, if it's an Alabama against a, you know, take whoever, FCS team. Right. There, you know, it's that's that's wrong. But no, I
0: totally agree. Totally agree. That's a we're talking story. about a
1: conference game. Um, you remember? I don't. I don't know. Uh, there was a couple years ago. I think it was during the three and nine season with, with Coach Munkin and Southern Miss. I think I don't remember if it was North Texas. Maybe it was the, during the one and eleven year. But they got drilled by North Texas. It was like fifty six to fourteen. It w- it was bad, and they they kept pouring it on. And and I remember Munkin never getting upset at them for doing what they did. He simply said, You better get us now he because he knew that once we got it together, it's coming back on, on their heads. Right. And so um you know, Rice Rice drilled Southern Miss and they you know, I'm not gonna say they ramped the score, but they and it was two years ago, three years ago. I don't think Munkin's first year, they, I mean, they pounded Southern Miss, right? And you know what? Um, when you've got an opponent who's a conference opponent who you're could be recruiting against, um, you, if you got a chance to kind of really bury them, you take it. So I've got no problem with with that at all.
0: I agree. And I agree with what you said about like a huge power versus an FCS school. But I also sort of think in the opposite way, you know, if you're going into a game and your coach has sort of fed you the mentality of like you're the underdog, no one believes in you, no one believes you can win. You know, let's say uh, it's the opposite. You know, let's say you're App State versus Michigan or whatever. And, And let's say, you know, you go out and start taking it to another team, you don't let up. In my opinion, yeah. If if Southern yeah. Miss goes out against LSU, and it's just from the clouds is winning thirty five to nothing, don't let up. I like you're the underdog. Yeah. You're the team no one expected to win. Go out there because you got to make a statement, and that's that is your chance to make a statement and say we're the real deal. You know.
1: Oh yeah. We yeah. You know, put some respect they, on our absolutely. name. Absolutely. If that if that ever happens in that scenario, right? You better score Run as many as you can. Run it up. Yeah.
0: And so. Totally agree with you, like I said, about but about the you know, a huge power versus a small school. There there is a line to the to the no mercy mentality, no doubt about that. Yeah. There's an opposite to of that that says when you get that one shot to David versus Goliath, it, I mean, what did David do? He didn't go to Goliath like and hit yeah. him with a rock and, and be like, Yo dude, I kinda took you out. Uh,
1: I'm gonna the let off. this
0: one slide. He murdered him. He killed him. Yeah. And he held up his head and he was like you know what we're we're the best hold on sorry oh. we're the best you know he he made a statement that that's that's yeah. the, the david versus goliath mentality like you go out there you chop off the head no mercy sweep the leg karate kid kill him that's just what i
1: major did. kudos for the karate kid references too.
0: Love The Karate Kid. Really do. Yeah. Um, Mr. Miyagi, obviously, uh, one of the greats. Rest in peace. I mean, he died several Mm -hmm. years ago, but, you know, great film. Nothing like it. Yeah. Didn't care for the sequels, quite frankly. Um, But the original is a classic. No doubt about it. Yeah,
1: they took it way too far. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, they took it, you know, but honestly, (coughs) it's so rare to make a good sequel. You know, it really is. And to think yeah, that the Mighty, the Mighty Ducks like did it twice, two sequels that were yeah. equally as amazing as the first one, in my humble opinion, besides Star Wars, Mighty Ducks, greatest trilogy of all time, better than Indiana Jones, mm. better than mm. any other trilogy, the Mighty Ducks is the number two trilogy of all time.
1: Number Wow. That's I mean, I fact. know what number one is going to be for you. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, no uh,
0: question, it's not better than Star Wars. But my right. Ducks is an incredible trilogy. I, I just, yeah. That's just what I believe.
1: I can't <laughs> use that at all.
0: <laughs> we're, we're off the rails, but that's okay because we're really, you know, we got time. Were we ever and, on uh, yeah, I mean, we've said really all you can say about Rice. I mean, USM1.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: How do you, Let me ask there you this. I, again, a conversation. I put this out on Twitter. Um... I got a response saying that I was in the very small minority on this, but I'm going to say it right now, and I want to know what you think. Honest opinion. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, in my opinion, overrated. Overrated. Not saying it's bad. It's Mm. not a bad film. It's a 7 out of 10. But most people will tell you it's like a 9 out of 10. I just think it's a little overrated. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um. At the time when I first saw it, I'd say, "Oh man, this is great!" But but then, as as the years go on and you really watch it today, you'd say, "Eh, you know."
0: Agreed. I think a lot of people yeah. saw it like, you know, when when they were younger. It was like it's kind of cutting
1: edge a <laughs> little right, bit, when right. first, You know, it was it kind of bro- broke the mold a little bit,
0: right? But now it's just Sneak. like. And I don't like Matthew Broderick. People forget Matthew Broderick. Didn't he kill a guy? Didn't he like run a guy over wow. and, and actually kill him? Let me look that up.
1: For I honestly day. don't. Know.
0: Well, I think I think he may have killed someone. Also, he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Don't care for her. Um, but yeah. Don't don't like Matthew Broderick. He's a weird looking guy. Um, he makes me uncomfortable. So, <laughs> there, there you go. I just I think Back to the Future a lot better way better movie in oh my
1: opinion. yeah oh no question now there's no another question.
0: trilogy if we're being honest that's a great that's that, a great that's movie that's way up there because th- those sequels were, were really pretty good
1: yeah okay. at least two
0: personal life Matthew Broderick I'm looking on his Wikipedia oh wait here we go BMW Northern Ireland crossing the wrong lane head on with a Volvo oh wow <laughs> two people Two people were in the car that, that he hit, wow. hit on. Um, Both died. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say because it doesn't look like he was like drunk or anything. So, I'm not gonna say he killed him. So actually, it was very tragic. So Matthew Broderick, if you're listening to this, I apologize for saying you killed someone. <laughs> uh, I I thought it was a d like a DUI incident. So sorry, Matthew Broderick. I'm sure you're listening. Um, Good chance he this, probably is. I'm, so. I'm sorry. Um. So next week, USN takes on the smooth on. segue <laughs> yeah, from Matthew Broderick Man, apologizing. because I said you killed someone. Um, to Texas, San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you just <laughs> yeah. sometimes you, you just gotta, go there. You got to do it. Uh, so UTSA, uh, they're what one and three, right? Um, one and three. Not a not an excessively good team. Uh, I, I can't, you know don't really see any way Southern Miss loses this game uh, outside of beating themselves, which they have done. You know, I, I think they've, you know, you could say against Troy, a lot of their own mistakes hurt them. And even in other games that they did win, they, you know, like you were saying, turnovers have been a, an issue. Um, yeah. But that said, I mean, you know, I just, I just don't really see a way UTSA wins this game.
1: This game makes me nervous, Zane. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm nervous for. There's several reasons, Um, and one, UTSA. They are one in three, uh, but they had Arizona State beat and blew it. True. Um, Arizona State. You know, I don't know how good they are, honestly, but. I mean that's a that's a pretty good program that's I believe they're 4-0 at one point um before I think they they might have lost to Southern Cal but um they they you know that's a that's a quality program had them beat late and and lost in the fourth quarter um they also lost a, a nail biter to Colorado State you know not a not a great team right
0: um
1: and then and then they lost to ODU which yes um, that was a bad loss for them.
0: Yeah, true.
1: But um, they've got a. They are very motivated in this game. Um, one, the. They had a week off before this game, so you, yeah, you know, it's always a game at home after a, a, a bye week. This is a game yeah. that, that I, they I honestly circled didn't on their realize this was
0: their, that was their bye week. So that that is interesting.
1: Yeah, the, this is a game they've circled, right? Um, because Southern Miss. Uh, has the, there's a lot of connections between the two? You've got Frank Wilson, who was once uh, now the head coach at UTSA. He was once um, Southern Miss staff. Tons of ties in the state of Mississippi. Um, yeah, he coached for uh, Coach Fedora in his first year. Great recruiter. Um, and so, so there's that. Then you got Pete Golding, who's who's now the the defensive coordinator course uh was safety's coach yeah for southern miss under coach munkin that was kind uh, of an
0: out of nowhere thing right yeah. that caught me yeah. way off guard when he got that job yeah. no offense yeah. to Pete wilson. Golding, i think he's a good coach but it's just weird yeah
1: yeah i mean uh, frank wilson you know obviously that that was the connection they knew each other somehow but i was surprised to see him get the defensive coordinator right. uh, job but and and he is a great recruiter Pete golding um and right now, UTSA has the number one ranked recruiting class in, in Conference USA, so they they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna get talent there. Uh, um, the question is, can the staff coach them up? That remains to be seen. Right. But another, I found out. Um, you remember uh, Darren Wilson um, that played cornerback for Southern Miss? Yeah, uh, yeah, I really like uh, him. He's a GA for for them. Really? And actually, did an article with Kelvin Bolden. They were roommates. And he is he's uh, yeah, he told me they got a G.A. I'm Darren Wilson. So
0: have I ever told you my Darren Wilson recording story? I don't know if I've ever told it on here. The one
1: that didn't record like when. you. So I'll tell it. I I don't think I have ever
0: told it on the podcast. So I he was always kind of like my fallback guy because he was he was a good interview and really nice guy. So he was always like, oh, man, I don't really have anything prepared. He was kind of like my fallback interview because I knew I would get something out of him. Uh, so yeah. one time I was interviewing him after practice and uh, I had my recorder out and we're talking and I kept like kind of hearing a noise. I was like, man, what is that noise? I thought it was another interview going on and like just kind of in the background. So we finish up the interview and once we both get quiet, I realize that the noise is an old interview playing out of my recorder. Instead of hitting oh. record, I'd accidentally hit play. So we both looked down at my recorder and, like, both looked up and made eye contact and we kind of, like, were looking at each other like we both know that that didn't just record and we just did that for nothing. And I just, like, shook his hand and he walked away. It was really, really awkward. And I just went I, – I remember, like, I got in the car and called, you and know, I was like, hey, man, I don't have anything for today because I just embarrassed myself and I'm sorry. So that was uh, one of my first real – uh ugh, moments, um. But yeah, he he was a super nice guy. So um, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, glad to yeah. hear that he's doing you know good things there. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So,
1: but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean they they they're a better team than their record. They play really well at home, and an off week, a lot of motivation. Southern Miss UTSA have have had some recruiting battles. Um, yeah. they got a couple of players that have gone back and forth. Marquez McNair comes to mind, Yeah. Um, a wide receiver who is committed forever to Southern Miss, flip and then the flip to UTSA. End. Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of lot of uncertainties about what really went on there. But
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, I mean, maybe they're you know I, I just it, it's just causing me a little bit of pause. If Southern Miss plays well, comes out and 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 puts together a a full game. They right. win going away, no no doubt about it. Uh, but if they continue to turn the ball over, this this thing could get a little hairy.
0: Yeah. And, and I and I, you know, I guess I, I, should, I said I feel like USM wins easily based on the premise that I think they're going to put it together this week. Right. And it's not to yeah. say they've, like, been terrible the last few weeks, but like I said, it's been this weird sort of dynamic where it seems like they can't get it all going at once. And I really right. think this is the week they do. But you do make some good points, and, I mean, this is a little box score analytics here. I haven't really sat down and watched UTS, UTSA on the game film. I apologize. Um, you know, mm. I usually do, you know, do that and really sit down and analyze games, uh, you know. But I didn't do it against UTSA. I'm kidding. I mean, that, that's insanity. Um, but just looking at the statistics, I mean, they do look pretty balanced, I mean, as far as like running and passing, and so that that helps any team, you know, to be balanced. And you know, it certainly I think helps Southern Miss at times, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, they're very
1: balanced. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're very balanced. They spread it out. Um, They, you know, they they've got a pretty good. uh, They got two running backs that they look to, and you know they'll use both of them, and and they can throw it around a little bit. I think where Southern Miss really has an advantage is, is in, is Edo. I think Edo is, is the key to the game, uh, because they've really, they've struggled against the run and man, what Edo has been able to do. It's just awesome. So I think, um, I, I like the advantage that Southern Miss has on the ground over them in this game.
0: Totally agree. And, and one thing that really, uh, going back to the Rice game that really encouraged me was the O-line. Uh, no Jacob Fleming. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know if you noticed. I'm still kind of coughing a little bit. I've been sick for like a month. Like yeah, I'm pretty much sure. – And I mean I'm not sick sick anymore like I was the last time I recorded the podcast. But like I think I've kind of it's accepted of like in my heart that I might just be sick forever. Like yeah. I can't – I can't like – I'm coughing, you know, very infrequently. But like I've just kind of accepted that I might be sick for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. You know, I hope that's yeah. not the case, but it could happen. Anyway, um, I thought the O line stepped up and played really well against Rice, and there's, I think, they're kind of starting to gain some confidence, and so I, I like. I don't know. I just, I just like their chances this week to to get it together and, and put together a full game. But you know, I, I can definitely see your points. So that segues nicely because we'll see at the end of our picks who picks who. Uh, sounds like you might be on the fence. Maybe you swayed me to be on the fence. I don't know. Um, so mm. we'll look at the in, <clears throat> the entire slate of Conference USA games this week, and I promise at some point when I have some time, like over the weekend, one weekend, I'm gonna sit down and go back and listen to the end of the old podcast and tally up our, you know, how we're doing on picks. Mm. Um, it might not be good to be honest with you, but uh, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely gonna tally yeah. it up. Oh, maybe out, get we. out. Oh, that's a double. That's a double. Sorry. All right. So tonight, um, yeah. underway currently, we have Louisiana Tech. Uh, it's about to be halftime. They're up on Western Kentucky 35-24. Uh, pretty big implications in this game, I think, for USM. I mean, La Tech loses. That's obviously in your side of the division. Um, in your division, I'm sorry, in your division of the conference. So that would help. Western Kentucky, you know. A lot of people think it might be them at the end, so this gives you a leg up on them as far as you know hosting a conference title game. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but you got to think it's a possibility. So for sure, you know, and, I th- and I think Glenn may have may have said something to that effect on the site today. Uh, shout out to Glenn. Um, so I, I, he made a good point that it's kind of a win win scenario for USM. I mean, I think if either one of these teams wins this game, I mean, you know, you can't. I think probably as a fan you kind of want La Tech to win to lose a little bit more just because they are on your in your division but I don't know um, so they're up 11 yeah. right now so do you think they pull it out or you think Western Kentucky comes back
1: yeah I mean I, I like Western Kentucky in this one I, I like their offense a lot la Tech has shown a little bit of, of moxie and um, they've, they've played a couple teams like Arkansas really really tough um but man western kentucky has until somebody figures out how to stop their offense um i i i gotta give i I think the hilltoppers continue to get it done Uh,
0: i agree actually i mean i know it's kind of weird to pick a team that's down 11 at halftime but i think western kentucky is going to come back and win it uh
1: yeah for everything you said is (laughs) this game at any idea where it's it's uh
0: in it's at law tech so it's in Ruston. Okay, okay. Um, also, really right. love uh, Brom. Is it Jeff Brom? What's their coach's name?
1: Yes, yeah. I know yeah. I
0: know the Brom part. I don't know. So, yeah, he's a huge football yep. guy, um, yells a lot. Great coach. Uh, bald. So I like their coach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Western Kentucky. Uh, so then Friday night, that's kind of weird, uh, we got <laughs> UMass going to play Old Dominion. If that's not one of your top three games of the weekend, you're looking forward to, get out of my face. I mean, we that's don't
1: a, we don't know ye. Yeah, that's a huge yeah.
0: game. U UMass and, and ODU. My goodness. I mean, I if college game day is not going there, I don't know where they're going. I mean, yeah, it's I, a huge game.
1: They've probably been there for two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. UMass actually gave Mississippi State a little bit of a they scare did. last. Oh week, yeah, we got to pick with the um, which too. which was interesting. Old Dominion and is actually played in Gillette half. Stadium. If I if I'm correct. Oh, that's right. They um, did. Yeah, it was kind of weird. because yeah. they
0: had the Pat stuff everywhere. So, oh yeah, yeah Tom Brady's coming yeah. back this weekend. And he's going to destroy the NFL. Old Dominion yeah, favored and by seven. Can and and I and
1: give you an aside on Tom Brady real quick? Please I'm do. four and oh. I told everybody in my fantasy league. I, I drafted Tom pretty high, and I told everybody, okay, you guys have four weeks to beat me, mm-hmm. um, and. I'm four and
0: zero right
1: now. You're good with Tom returning. So you're golden. I mean, I, I've got to avoid the cockiness, but man, I'm feeling real good right now. I mean, I, so, thought,
0: I thought the Pats are going to be four and zero, but uh, hey, you know, yeah. I'm not going to complain about being three and one with uh, Brady uh, not at the helm. But uh, pray for right. the NFL. Pray for the other teams. Pray for the Browns. They're going to need it. Um, ooh, ooh. So you who, who you yeah. got? UMass it, is that your? I,
1: I'm going UMass.
0: (laughs) What about the spread? Seven and a half. Old Dominion favored by seven and a half. So, oh wait, you're not? You pick Uh, UMass. Yes, UMass. Yeah, I I go UMass. So, so. So, So, Red Sox have a runner on on first and second right now. So I'm kind of like distracted. Um, Who's (laughs) hitting? Oh, of course, Ortiz is hitting. So this this could be a big moment. Um, I'm going to pick UMass and
1: and say that conference USA has been utterly dreadful oh, out of conference. It's been I so mean bad, it, it is man. just um I it it is this conference has got to get it going football yeah. wise. Um there there's no you can't defend them. What they've done out of conference is shameful. And uh I thought I saw a record of something like four and thirty eight or yeah. something just it's just so bad. crazy. It's so and,
0: bad. Uh, it, that's, it, I, I agree. And it's I, I can't uh,
1: defend it anymore. Every I, I
0: every report of the, the you know the Big Twelve with their expansion is so back and forth. You know, it's it was a sure thing. Then it's not going to happen. Then it was back to a sure thing. Now it's kind of back to being on the fence. But you know, we just got to keep our fingers crossed because USA, it's uh, no it's not looking good. Uh, B in yeah. sports, uh, not going to criticize their production. I mean, some of their commercials are in other languages. I don't know if we discussed that. They just have commercials that are they're not, they're not even in English.
1: Yeah, that's. And I'm not tough. like a you know that's, English
0: love it or leave it kind of situation, but I mean, my goodness,
1: like, that's that's. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's just not even like the commercial oh, comes on, and I, I and thought I pressed called the, the Spanish
1: language. USA of all yeah. things. I don't know, and I'm really,
0: I I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if these commercials that are not in English are in Spanish. I, I don't know, but they're in another language. I just thought that was a little bit wild. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we both got UMass in that one. Um, yep. Yeah. Prayers up to get out of USA, but we'll see. So we're gonna skip over USM and UTSA. Uh, we got Marshall at North Texas. Marshall is favored by ten points.
1: Ah, uh, you know Marshall played Pitt uh, really well, and they actually were down uh, something like twenty-seven. Nothing came back and made it a really close game. had a Had a chance to even um, even up the game real late, and I don't know a whole lot about north texas i like marshall to win and 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 cover
0: i 100 percent agree uh, north texas uh don't like their logo a lot it's very weird it's just like a like a green bird kind of
1: an eagle not a huge yeah, fan I, not yeah
0: marshall uh we are marshall you know that's their thing i guess I, cool. I like them yeah. and i and i'll 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 take the points. I mean, I'll take uh, take them to cover as well. We are Marshall, by the way. The movie um really just an unbelievably depressing ending to that movie. Like it's one because yeah. you know it's a yeah. true story, so I understand they have to follow the true story. But with most sports movies, you're so used to the kind of happy ending. Like, right. Like, remember the Titans had a weird ending, right? Because they're kind of like, you forget by the end of the movie that technically the point of them telling the story is that the one guy died and they're like at his funeral. So that was a weird, but, but the actual story itself had a good ending. You know, most sports movies have a happy ending because they're sports movies like they kind of have to. So even though, again, I mean, I know it has to follow the the true story, but it's just so weird because like when you watch We Are Marshall, it's just unbelievably depressing. And then it gets to the end, and it's like, yeah, they basically continued to suck. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, (laughs) the coach he played, never was very good, and they fired him They kind
1: of left after two years. (laughs) Right. And and
0: then, like, they were were good, like, 40 years later when Byron left, which was there, and then, like, that's it. That's the end of the story. Oh, yeah, and by the way, one of, like, the two guys that survived that wasn't on the plane – died in a car wreck when he was like 40 and he was like buried with his teammates from the plane crash how unbelievably sad is that
1: wow I did not know that <laughs> yeah. but that is
0: like I left the movie just I, I, I had to go like I, I think I snuck into another movie because I was like I can't I can't just, end on I that I gotta
1: go go see that's, that's a comedy or something yeah. yeah yeah
0: so but yeah I like Marshall and I like them to cover Um <clears throat> FIU Versus UTEP. That's in El Paso. UTEP favored by six points.
1: Oh boy, I think FIU is just pretty brutal. I like UTEP at home, and I I'm gonna take them to cover, even though their offense has been dreadful. I still I think they seven to nothing. Yeah, UTEP. Yeah,
0: that I, I'm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like a. Uh... <laughs> You know, a low scoring, but, yeah, I I like UTEP, and I I like them to cover. Um, So, lastly, besides Southern Miss, we have Charlotte traveling to uh, Boca to take on Florida Atlantic. Uh, Florida Atlantic favored by 13.5 points.
1: Okay. From what I understand, Charlotte is one of the worst teams in college football. Yes. Um, Man. This is a brutal – Program right now, and I I want to say that I read that they may be dead last in in all college football. Um, it's bad. I, I'm not I'm not positive, but it's bad. And so whatever the spread, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the points. FAU in a in a landslide.
0: You know I'm pick. I'm gonna pick FAU to win, but I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Charlotte. I'm gonna pick Charlotte with the points. You think the
1: 49ers? I think think
0: they lose by ten. Okay. Why do I think that? There's no reason. I can't explain it to you. (laughs) I can't give you an analysis. It's just in my heart. Um, don't love the 49ers thing. Don't love, you know, that they basically have the same name as a professional team. Not big on that. Uh, Charlotte never been there. Charlotte. You're yeah. right. I I don't know. Uh, never been to Charlotte. It probably sucks if we're being honest. But I do think they're going to cover a point spread, so that's good for them. Uh, last up, we'll go Southern Miss UTSA. Southern Miss favored by 16 and a half. That's, that's Ooh, a large point that's spread. That's a big
1: spread. <laughs> like, I think USM is going to win, that.
0: and that's still what I, I think that's a very large spread.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm taking USM to to win, and I I think it's going to be like a one of a, a you know 30 to 21 type game. I don't okay. believe. You know, I, I I'd love to see Southern Miss cover. That would be awesome. I, you know, right now I I don't see that happening if both teams are playing the way they continue. If Southern Miss puts it together, they could win by 30. But um, you know, we we haven't seen a Full complete game yet, where everything's clicking. So, uh, let's hope this is the week that that happens. But I, I think you, I, I'm going to go thirty to twenty-one Southern Miss. Uh, they don't cover.
0: Totally agree on everything you said. Um, I, I like Southern Miss to win. I do think they put it together this week, <coughs> but I, I, that's such a huge point spread that I still don't think they cover it. Though I'm going to take, yeah. take them. I'm going to take on like, the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take them like 28-14. Like I think they win by two touchdowns, which is still a good win, but 16 and a half is a lot of points. So, Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we got a little time here at the end, Drew. We're going to cover a topic that we're going to have to get real for a second, okay? Because this is Uh-oh. a big thing that's happened here in the last three weeks that, you know, we said we weren't going to talk about tough topics on here, um. We're going to talk about things that are the your feathers, but we got to talk about this. Brangelina is no more. <laughs> oh, on a scale of wow. 1 to ten, one being devastated, 10 being an emotional wreck, a disaster, can barely go on with life. How sad are you over the split of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie?
1: It's it, It's affected me. It's affected me. I mean, I, you know, I saw the chemistry they had on screen, right. and uh, uh, you know, and then the kids and the the whole story. I mean, what a nice little story.
0: <clears throat> what will their fifteen and, adopted uh, children do? I, I mean, uh, I just, exactly. I, I worry I mean, about them so much. I've, I yeah, haven't been sleeping yeah. much, Drew. I haven't been sleeping a lot. I'm worried about all those adopted children.
1: Maybe is it is could this be why the sickness has continued? You. You just,
0: Honestly, that's a it, it, great theory.
1: It just—it's hanging on because maybe you know My body your body's like telling you something like I'm—I'm right? like, I'm stressed. I'm yeah. upset. It's like um, at the I refuse to heal.
0: At the end of episode three, Star Wars episode three, um, <laughs> I always thought it was really stupid that spoiler alert: uh, Natalie Portman Padme dies uh, after childbirth and. Uh, they were like, she's just lost the will to live, and I was like, wow, that's really stupid. But honestly, like after this <laughs> divorce, like I kind of yeah. starting to understand how that's possible. Yeah. You know, we're
1: not going to say you've lost it, but but there's some life questions right. about exactly can I can exactly. I continue to go on there? Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's like honestly, I'm expecting my own spouse to ask me for a divorce any day, because if they, if if Brad and Angelina can't make it, there's no way we can make it. Right?
1: <laughs> a power I mean, couple like that, you know, I mean, um, mm. yeah. I mean, it, it,
0: think about all 15 of the children. Like, think about the children, and that, that couldn't I, even keep them together.
1: <sighs> yeah, that, I mean, if that doesn't show you uh, yeah, it's it's it's, the, I, I mean, it's. I'm getting more and more depressed as we continue. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost in
0: tears if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, the, the I will say though, the irony of the the split happening because he cheated with a co-star on the set of a movie is priceless. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that's, priceless. that's pretty, it's like yeah, Angelina.
0: Yeah. How are you going to get mad about that? That's why you and Brad Pitt are married right now. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know. Eh. Yeah. But I just needed I honestly just needed to get it out there that I'm still upset about it. And I was I assumed he would be upset like everyone is. Oh my god, and then he's going score again.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine cheating on Angelina Jolie? Like <laughs> Right can, can you <sighs> and imagine?
0: And Brad, like I don't know. That... I've always kind of thought he was a little overrated in the looks department. Like he's kinda I don't know. I I'm not a huge Brad guy, I'm a Clooney guy
1: okay you know Clooney, okay. Clooney.
0: Clooney, he's 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 got the salt and pepper look he's married now too that's kind of weird but yeah you know, i've never been a huge brad fan uh i really don't like any of his movies like i can't name you like one brad Pitt. by the way overrated movies uh right up there with ferris bueller's day off in my opinion fight club fight club is not a good movie mm. kind of sucks
1: yeah there's a couple good lines from it but yeah, that's yeah that's about it's all not a, you can it's take. not a
0: good movie I like Edward Norton, like Edward Norton a lot. Don't like Brad Pitt. Uh, I did like Troy. Troy was a good movie. Uh, seven.
1: Um, oh, seven is, a, is
0: good. That oh, that's a. Good that's
1: point. a. That's a pretty. Man, that that's a that's a disturbing. It is. But yet, really brilliant movie. But I'll, the, the thing is, that, like, I, I
0: always kind of look at movies like. To me, Seven is not a Brad Pitt movie. When I think of that movie, I think of Kevin right. Spacey. And like just his just weirdo oh, and, I would, yeah. I, and I would even say I would think of like Morgan Freeman before I think of Brad Pitt.
1: Definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I don't really look at yeah. that
0: as a Brad Pitt movie. Like I can't think of a Brad Pitt movie that I like like.
1: Right. So
0: <laughs> not a huge Brad Pitt guy. Um uh, I guess that'll do it. I mean I can't think of any other huge one quick question. Yeah.
1: Try to remove yourself from your fandom. Who wins uh, baseball playoffs?
0: Oh. So that's tough because the Red Sox are losing right now uh, by two runs. So I don't, you know, I don't know. That kind of.
1: Can you remove yourself enough to I, I think I can. make an unbiased pick? I,
0: I actually don't really love the Red Sox to make the World Series. And actually they're a hot pick. I've noticed that, that the Red Sox and Cubs is a hot, hot pick. I don't. I actually don't really like the Red Sox to make the World Series because they kind of. I mean, they clinched the division, but they had a rocky ending to the to the season. Their bullpen, Craig Kimbrel's, kind of been a little. Eh, their bullpen is not overly great, so I, I don't really like the Red Sox to make it. Um, and it, it kind of hurts me to say it, but I kind. I mean, the Blue Jays after winning that big wild card game. i I don't Hmm. know man i might i might have to go with the blue jays out of the american league um maybe maybe the indians assuming they get past the red sox but i I don't really like the rangers um and and it's shocking i mean i'm pulling for the red sox in my heart 100 percent hope they make it it would be such an awesome thing david ortiz to go out with the world series but yeah I, i guess the real question is though can anyone beat the cubs and, um, yeah,
1: can you believe we're saying that? I mean, right. I, what what has professional sports, the Cavs and Cubs?
0: Yeah, and and what's in the same
1: year? Is, I mean, that's yeah, it's that's crazy. awesome.
0: That's, and the Cubs, what's amazing about them is that they'll probably Hendricks and Lester will probably finish one and two in the Cy Young voting. Like, how insane is it that they'll probably have the Cy Young winner and the Cy Young runner up? and neither of them are their Cy Young winner from last year. How insane is that?
1: Yeah, that's – they're loaded. They're loaded and and all the pressure. So, I mean, I happen to remember two people that predicted correctly the Cleveland Cavs winning uh, it all. That's true. We went against the grain, both of us. That's true.
0: You know, in the National League, like, I don't – I will say, I mean, obviously with the Giants, you know, there is this whole even-year even, even year hysteria thing, you know, that that yeah. did it in 10, 12, 14. Um, Bumgarner is just outrageous. And, I mean, you know, Cueto, If I'm a Cubs
1: fan, I don't want to see the I'm Giants. Not,
0: I think they have a harder time yeah. with the Giants than they do against either the Nationals or the Dodgers. I really do. No
1: question. No um, question about it. You know the Giants had that
0: experience. Cueto's a good pitcher. Samarja is is not great, but he's not terrible. But I just I don't They've see the Cubs not getting it. Yeah, but I just don't see the Cubs not doing it this year. I, I pick. I'm going to pick the Cubs to win it. I just yeah. they're so good, man. Like it's it's insane yeah. how good they are. Like it almost kind of makes you want them to lose because they are kind of the the giant. But like I don't know, it makes me sick. Yeah, they're like, clearly the uh, best team. It makes me sick when I remember that. I always kind of forget, and then I remember that Theo Epstein, uh, you know, when they traded, when the Red Sox traded for Adrian Gonzalez, that Anthony Rizzo was one of the guys they traded away uh, to San Diego. And then once Theo got to the Cubs, he immediately traded for Rizzo because, you know, he liked him from the Red Sox organization. That just makes yeah. me sick, man. Oh, it makes me sick. I hate Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, that
1: hurts. That hurts.
0: Oh, that's one of those that just, ugh. Oh, that just makes me want to vomit. Thanks a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I like the Cubs. it I was just too deep. And, and then the one thing they had wrong this year, like, if you look at them and say, well, you know, they're so great, they're having a great year, but if there's one thing you kind of go, oh, what could kill them, it's their bullpen, and then they go out and trade for Chapman, like the best bullpen yeah. arm in the game. So,
1: Yeah. You I, know, mean,
0: I, I don't see who can dethrone them. And, honestly, I mean, the Cubs, they're, they're set up to be very good for a while. That's, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, they could, you know, with Theo being there, I know it's kind of a weak comparison, but they, you know, the Red Sox did kind of go on a little bit of a, you know, they won it no four, no seven, you know, skipped a few years over to 13. Like I think the Cubs could kind of go on a little bit of a run like that and win, you know, a few here, maybe not in a row. It's so hard to repeat in the MLB, but they could go on like a kind of mid '90s Yankees kind of run, like win no win a few in the next no few years because they're they're very good. Yeah. See, so yeah. I'm going to go. Totally agree. I'm going to go Cubs over Blue Jays. That's my okay.
1: Favorite. I'll say Cubs Indians um, in the finals. So.
0: And but you're going to go with the Cubs to win it
1: in the World Series the finals in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, Cubs over the Indians.
0: Fair. What would
1: Cleveland be if the Cavs and Indians won it in the same oh, year?
0: That would be incredible. It, it really that city
1: might implode. It might. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, speaking of which, we, we got about five minutes before we hit an hour. Um, your boys in Atlanta, the Falcons, they, are they trying to do it? Like, are they trying to be good? What's going on there? <laughs>
1: uh, well, we've seen this before. They were five and zero last year. Um, That's true. Before going on to lose six in a row, something, you know, ended up with a terrible season. So, um, I'm not hopping aboard any train. I mean, the Falcons have been 13-3 and three and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, it's it's hard to get excited Man. ever about a Falcons team. Um, so,
0: That's yeah, I mean, they, sad they, but true.
1: they their offense looks really good, uh, but... The defense is not very good. The teams they've beat are not great, um, other than uh, aside from what they did to Carolina last week. So um, I'm still going to go pretender for the Falcons at at this stage.
0: Wow. I mean, you know, I can't blame you. Like you said, you know, they've done it before, but, I mean, still – I mean, they, they have been impressive. I have to give them but that. But
1: offense, yeah. I mean, you, Julio Jones is just a –
0: He's a monster.
1: You know, he's hes just – he's a beast. He's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones were kind of Mullins and Staggers-esque, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So, we'll no see. No doubt. We'll see. I, uh, the Indians almost scored another run, but then they called it a ground rule double and brought the runner back to third, so – Not looking great for the Red Sox right now. Not gonna lie. Yeah,
1: they got it. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Drew. Well, that'll do it for this week. Um, We feel like we have a foolproof plan at this point to to be absolutely sure we don't miss any weeks anymore. We've got like a schedule laid out, so we're gonna make the promise one more time. We're gonna get it going (laughs) and get it, you know, put put together a run here of of consistent podcast releases. so, Drew, I'll talk to you next week. We'll talk about uh, the results of the UTSA game, uh, the upcoming LSU game, which will obviously be a very interesting game. Uh, no doubt. We'll do our picks again, and we'll probably talk about, you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen Who knows?
1: Week. There's no – don't try to predict it because you just can't. So, always enjoyed it as always, Zane. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Have a good week, Drew.
1: All right. You too, brother.